Helping people is what I'm all about. Just don't expect any good results. You gotta study back home because my exquisite derriere might make you say otherwise. Don't expect me to fight the power without creating a scene. So I'm a I'm a merge environment gameplay slash puzzles together as one category because they kind of go hand in hand. So let's start. We can pick. There's only really three lo three locations. We can start with I guess the house and how we feel about that. You've already Tina said how you felt about the decor. To be honest, uh, my opinion is the same for both original and remastered they didn't change much except for like removing one location but so there's really there's no point in going in to each location because they they haven't changed much except that i noticed yeah. in the original secret kill you can use these wall phones like phones on the wall and yeah it gave me prison vibes like Oh, you want to use the phone? You you gotta get in line. Like you got fifteen minutes only, then you gotta go back in line. You only have like this this day to use the phone. Then this is how it felt like because you 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 know how prison is like. There's like phone booths like everybody's in line. This is how it felt like when NC put the coin in the phone. It's just like it was talking there. If felt re very reminiscent i don't remember in remastered if they had wall phones but she had a cell phone so she didn't use a wall phone but i don't remember yes yeah, she was giving a cell give it a cell phone based off of my opinion on the environment and as a whole i hated the school so much I hated navigating it. I hated playing in it. It made me not want to play because I'd get lost. I don't know how anyone else felt. But when they remastered it, I was like, you couldn't have fixed this. And I didn't even play the original. I watched other people play. And then I played the remastered. And I was like, why? <laughs> why Why didn't you improve on this a little bit? Because I feel like you're just going in circles. Personally, I didn't feel lost in the school. But... I know that in the original or the remastered, I'm not sure, but you there is a map at the entrance and you can use it to teleport. Wait, what? Yeah, Wait, I don't really? remember which one. <laughs> oh my god, I, I never knew that. I'm mad. <laughs> if it's in the remastered, I'm going to be so pissed because I hated navigating that because I'd always get turned around. And I have ADHD, so it's like, I don't know where I'm going half the time in real life. I discovered myself. I didn't discover myself. I was watching Argofon doing his, like, 2020 marathon, like, the game. And mm -hmm. he used it. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, did he just teleport? So recent. <laughs> did he just teleport? Recent. <laughs> so. Jade, it could be worse. Um, they could have like copied the Ghost Dogs of Moon Lake template and just put it over the school template, oh, and you're no. just like, <laughs> it's just stuck like in a kind of high school, just like in a maze of hallways. Oh my gosh, I I don't even know. I agree with you. The high school could have been a little bit better in terms of what they had. I mean, there was no cafeteria, there was no um. It was a very small school, and in terms of, like, what they had, there just wasn't, not even, like, a signs for it or anything. Like, it was just a very, very 
it was a very small school and maybe that was what they were going for but i, I don't know like in terms of like layout they, they definitely could have made the layout a little bit nicer in the remaster um another thing too is in the original the school was in its own disc this was a two disc game it was <laughs> and if you wanted to go to the school you had to switch discs and then i think the diner and Aunt eloise's house were one disc of their own of its, of its own but yeah i always hated having to switch discs to go to the school i don't remember how did jake die in the remaster like how did he get killed do you remember is it safe he got pushed it's the same. So there is a second floor. Was there like stairs in a remaster? I don't remember. I just had this thought You're process. Right. I was literally sitting here going, wait, where are the stairs? In the original one. In the original That's a good one, point. you could see the stairs. I don't remember in the remastered version. I don't I don't think you see the stairs in the in the remaster. I don't remember stairs <laughs> anywhere. Right. We don't even see the crime yeah, scene. So the I'm having a moment. The original, you can see the <laughs> stairs. They, they are there, but you cannot go up. So I was like, oh, the rest of the school is upstairs, but you cannot, go, you cannot access it for whatever reason. <laughs> but a remaster, they, they had no excuse. They had the budget. You're right. They could have easily have made a crime scene. I mean, they also could have redone the whole school, but didn't. So <laughs> that too, that too. They could have redone everything. As someone who's only played the remastered, because I, I, I couldn't find the um original, like there were no stairs. I'm having a moment. <laughs> like there weren't any, and like they, they easily could have kept it or something. There's just a lot they could have done, like especially since it's a remastered. It kind of just feels like they upgraded the characters, upgraded the graphics but kept everything the same and added a character nobody likes. It makes me wonder if they're like, okay, can you both think of like, besides Nancy Drew, can you both think of like another series that's beloved and uh, where their first game was remastered? Um, do you think the her? do you think the Nancy Drew community would have had, would have been angry if her interactive did a complete like, revamp of the secrets can kill like where they did change everything or do you think the community wouldn't have cared either way i don't know because like based off of like how i feel there probably would have been people upset there's always going to be people that are upset about things that are changed because people don't like change a lot of people don't like change but like for me based off of like just like gameplay and like my knowledge on like designing games i'm like why wouldn't you want to better the game to like make it like easier for like i don't know we also have to take into Agreed. fact that this is 2010 and now like what the games they're doing now and like after this one they've they've changed even from that point like the newer the newer games after that one like navigating wise are better i agree with jade there are always going to be some people who are going to complain but i feel like personally i believe that if it was a better game they would have complained much there will be like one or two people but the majority will be like oh, yes a better game than the first one they would have welcomed it in my opinion from their understanding if they in their mind are like a remaster version should just be like the same game but playable uh updated and stuff like that then yes they will be happy uh personally i'm not happy about it 
Because <laughs> it like, why is the remastered even a thing? Like it didn't do anything better. It's just like making it playable for the audience now. Windows 7, Windows 10, now they can play it. That's it. Like you, you change some stuff here and there. It didn't do much. But in this sense that, yes, I do believe that if they changed everything, but if they made it a lot better, people wouldn't have complained as much. That's that's what I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think that they probably could have redid everything. Like Jade, like you were saying, like remodeled the school, remodeled the diner, remodeled and Eloise's, changed the map screen. I mean, they literally kept the same map screen. They didn't even make the high school look like a high school. And when I was streaming Secrets Can Kill, I even made a comment about how there's no football field. Hulk plays football, but there's not even a football field on the map anywhere. Like, I'm like, do they play football in Aunt Eloise's house? Because um, the, the house is literally right behind the, by the, behind the high school. So you're right. They, they probably could have done more, and they didn't. They just kind of you know, darkened some of the 3D environments and made them look more HD. Now that someone says, hey, uh, I want to play a high school game, nice little game. Do you have that? They will refer to Waverly Academy because Waverly Academy gave what they were supposed to give. They did what they were supposed to do. Oh, 100%. Which is high school. Mm -hmm. It's high school. It is boarding yes. school, yes, but it's a high 100%. school. 100%. So nobody cares about Secrets Get Kill anymore. Nobody <laughs> you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Yeah, they they could have done so much more, in my opinion. But I, I also see why they didn't, because it is kind of along the lines of they're just remastering it, and in their brain, they're like, we want to update it for those who can't play it. Like, if you, I can think of a series that does remasters, Assassin's Creed and Skyrim. Like, they're always, like, updating them to work on newer systems like how many times has skyrim come out on a different console every time a new one comes out there which is so interesting because then why add detective beach <laughs> yeah it's like you added in a new character you got rid of the original culprit and you changed the ending and you updated the graphics because we have to remember the endings are different oh speaking of graphics daryl I just want to say some thoughts for Daryl. Daryl, I am so sorry, honey. I know you're not my favorite <laughs> character, but you didn't deserve it. I will be thinking of you. I will be mourning you. I am so sorry for what her attractive did to you. Because you, like, even though you did all of this, you didn't deserve it. And I'm so sorry on behalf of her attractive. They did how better? Like, if you think about it, yeah. <laughs> like, Hal looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl? He does. Daryl does not. <laughs> I feel so. I, I mean, when I was streaming it, we kept call, referring to Daryl as that 3D model. And they did, they did Hulk good too. Like, even he looks really good. Connie. Yeah. And Connie yeah, looks good as well. Yeah. Like, everybody looked good. Even Detective Beach looked like a person. Daryl was made yeah, by someone like... who showed up drunk at work. <laughs> but that hair, man, that hair. He looks he looks older than he should be. They all look yeah, they all look like... older than they should be, honestly. 
it, it, it's, it's like that, it's like that joke where they're where, where like actors that are way older than high school age get cast for roles that I could definitely <laughs> see that going on here. It 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 really is like the way they're dressed. Um, the only one who really looks like a high schooler is Sanchez because yeah, of a football jersey, point. and that's about it. I even made it. I even made a joke where I'm like, "Is this the GED program, or are these just adults returning?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Exactly. All right. I guess we can go into how we feel about the puzzles and things like that. Exactly. What puzzles? Because all I can <laughs> all I can remember are decoding <laughs> bullshit messages on walls. Reach. Yes. Oh my god. And oh exactly my god. Exactly where are the puzzles? Even though in remastered they added puzzles, they added some puzzles. It wasn't still like it wasn't still it. They should have changed it. They should have removed the whole shit. Okay? And just did actual puzzles. But no, they kept in the remastered version they kept the decoding stuff on walls. And which by the way. If I didn't have the observations in a remastered version, I would have screamed. So true. Thank God for the observations. They would like automatically put the codes in here. We didn't have to touch a paper, piece of paper. But goddamn, they should have changed all of that. Because the gameplay sucks. Yeah. The puzzle sucks. Even in a remastered version, it, it, this ain't it. This ain't it. Hang on, I got some I got some tea real quick. Which has hang on, I gotta think of how to phrase this. Um, comparing the remastered and Secrets and Kill as a whole to Midnight in Salem, which has more puzzles. Okay, so this is okay. I have Oh my god. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. The I know that we love people love to shit on Midnight Salem, but they had puzzles. Better puzzles than this game. I'm just gonna say it. This is my tea. Yeah, I can agree with Tina here. It's I agree with you, Tina. It's it's Midnight Salem attempted to have puzzles. Exactly. Where secrets can kill. Yeah, it was more ambiguous when it they were to all at the end. They like they were more concentrated towards the end of the yeah. game, but they were there. They were there. They were giving. They were giving puzzles. Not secrets can kill. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to, um, I just had to make that connection real quick because I know there's a lot of a there's a lot of tea Jake. and shade towards Midnight in Salem about the puzzles and we need like the RuPaul shade sound effect. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, we could work on that. <laughs> um, there is one thing I did really really like with Secrets Can Kill Remastered that I don't think was present in the original. Um, if there's one thing I love about um, adventure games, especially mysteries, is the idea of being crafty and like kind of one-upping, like trying to like do something um, a little bit ambiguous, like morally ambiguous to kind of like get to what you need. In Secrets Can Kill Remastered, um, Nancy purposely sabotages a vending machine to get Connie to leave the hallway so that she can break into the teacher's lounge. I thought that was a very masterful way 
to do that. And I don't know if the original did that, but I loved that. I thought that was awesome. And I loved seeing Nancy be more edgy. I loved Nancy being more crafty to kind of figure stuff out like that. Like, oh, the vending machine broke again for the 10th time. Can you go fix it for me? And then we're breaking into the teacher's lounge. I thought that was a very, very, like a very good puzzle. And I love seeing puzzles like that. And her interactive, they started doing more of that in, in the newer Nancy Drew games after that where they were trying to make Nancy be so like innocent where it's like, Oh, this broke. Can you mind go checking it out for me? And then she goes and snoops. That to me was a very good example of a puzzle. But yeah, Tina, like you were saying a lot of the puzzles in this game were just so ambiguous. <laughs> the original one, you didn't trigger a vending machine. You, uh, would go outside. You had a tool. I don't remember how you got the tool. Would you go to the, the window, the window in the teacher, from the teacher's house, and you would use a tool to like do a hole in the window, and you would go inside. Oh, really? Yeah. They really changed a lot of it then. Let's say there were still teachers there. Like, who would like come in and be like, <laughs> "Wait, what the fuck? Why is there a hole in the window?" Like. Like some cat woman just came in and just traced the, like a circle and just took out a hole and then just opened the window. What the heck? <laughs> like, so I feel like they, they did it that way because it was more subtle. It's so true. Yeah, the fact that there's no one in the teacher's lounge or whatever that is, so there's computers and things like that, but like, there's no one in there when there really should be if school's in session, unless... Now, even if it was after school, there would still be someone, I guess, in there, potentially, but I guess not. Maybe this is supposed to be, like, after school, and they're all just hanging out after school, and, like, no adults are there. You know, and it's funny, because in the original, they didn't even use 3D graphics yet. They could have easily have drawn, like, crowds of students just hanging out in the hallway. I wonder if it would have taken up much memory or anything. I mean, hey, the school was on its own disc. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's <fun> to say that. <laughs> yeah, they could have done it, okay? <laughs> Hi, it's Tina again from editing. Sorry for the disruption again. So turns out that our recording bot lost the audio for this specific part, which sucks, but it happens. You didn't miss much though. Uh, basically, Kate was telling about her frustration with having to check all the bulletin board. And I was basically threatening to bring Jake back to life so I could just murder him again for making us go through this. So sorry again for this. It was Craig's fault, the recording bot. Thanks a lot, Craig. But yeah, back with the show. That is so true, though. It, it was so frustrating. And then, like, the final puzzle. Oh, my gosh. How we had to tie it to the periodic table of elements. And then from there, we had to move a certain number of, like, spaces on the Greek alphabet and do... Oh. One thing that I haven't mentioned, like, that I thought was cool. I will give one point to Remastered. I like that they added all the previous books from the previous games. I like that. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So I'll give him a point there. Like, I loved all the Easter eggs. If we were playing the drinking game right now while playing, playing the remaster version, like, we would be drinking so much because one of my rules is to drink each time it's a reference to a previous game. I would be so lit. 
Yeah. <laughs> so far gone. It, <laughs> well, this is also the 80th anniversary for Nancy Drew games, like for Nancy Drew books. So that explains why they had all the books in there as a little tribute. So yeah, that that explains why the remastered would get us. Oh. That that is so true though. I mean, they were the number of references they had in this game was crazy. It was amazing seeing all the references and not even just that, but like the fan art. I mean, so cool. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Tina, you made a good point too, like how especially with your rage about wanting to um, you know, <laughs> re-kill Jake. Going back to my original points about how her interactive had a chance here to really um just because a character is dead doesn't mean we still can't get to know that character. And I really wish they did. They, they could have done something with Jake where like we got to know him through audio diaries or um, something. Um, I I feel like there was a missed potential here. Um, like I said, like it was, it was the nineties. Like why not do cassette tapes? Why not do like a, like a 13 reasons why scenario? Um, or like, you know, he he recorded VHS tapes. Why not have like VHS tapes scattered throughout the school? And it, it it gives the whole idea of like, you know, Aunt Eloise's, you know, like big TV in her house, like more of a reason to use it. Um, I think they unfortunately they just didn't. They, they I think they just missed the mark there on the remaster. Um, I mean, obviously, in the original, they, they probably couldn't have done that for various reasons, but for the. For the remaster, I think they easily, like they, it would have been great to see like get for us to get to know Jake and for him to kind of reveal his thought process or for like maybe what he was going on in his life, why he felt the need to blackmail, uh, and so on and so forth. I think that would have been um really interesting. And then maybe also have him like also low key like hide what he's doing. I don't know. I think that would have been really interesting to have him kind of like do that for us and also maybe give us hints to the puzzles i don't know i totally agree it makes me like um like think back to because it is based off of that book i can't remember a lot from the book i'm it's gonna make me want to reread it to see what they took from it and what they used to come up like with jake's character like was there all that added stuff that we wanted that they could have potentially used or did they kind of have to work with what they had and decided not to like explore it further like how you're describing like makes me want to go back and read <laughs> yeah i i let us know um another thing i wanted to bring up too is i i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a part of the nancy drew uh facebook community i know there's there must be there must be multiples but i definitely am a part of one of them and mm-hmm. someone posted a newspaper clipping of the secrets can kill um when it like when it when it came out like someone posted a newspaper clipping of a review that someone wrote back in the 90s and it was a really cool article because they interviewed her her interactive employee i think and they were saying that when they were developing secrets can kill the original the original they would like send out surveys to people and they were asking women cuz like a cause video game pc games back then were not like as prevalent but and they were interviewing lots of women and they were saying like their surveys, what do you want to see in a detective game? Unfortunately, the newspaper article did not reveal a lot of the results from that data, but it makes me wonder if coded messages or something may have been a popular answer. And maybe that's why her interactive at the, t- at the time tried to do more like decoding messages and more stuff like that and less on the like actual puzzle side of things. But 
I thought that was a very interesting article from that Facebook group that like that they were interview that they were surveying people. They were surveying women and asking them like, what do you want to see in your game? If you were to play a detective game that centered on Nancy Drew or something. And that I wonder if like, that was one of the more popular answers. Oh, wow. I, I'm also part of that Facebook community and I did see that it was really interesting. And also the people that they surveyed are not valid. Just say they are not valid at all. <laughs> Whoever said we want coded messages, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> like this is also going back off of the fact that a lot of those women would have been the women growing up reading the Nancy Drew books, watching the Nancy Drew TV series in the seventies. Um, like my mom, so like she watched grew up watching the Hardy Boys and the Nancy Drew TV series from like her childhood like 70s 80s or i can't remember what exactly year but like so like watching those tv shows they would have had like decoding messages and like not much puzzles so you also have to think about like the the women who like were like reading the books and watching the tv shows and like what they liked and would like to see and it probably was decoding messages honestly and it's kind of funny too because Tina has a point too. I mean, in Stay Tuned for Danger, I mean, which you'll probably talk about in a future like episode, but they did do more puzzles in Stay Tuned for Danger. So um, they definitely went the more like fantastical approach as the games continued on. But um, like you were saying, Jade, it's definitely it is interesting that they were for, for at least for the first game in the series, they went the decoding route with the decoded messages and all that and all that kind of stuff. Um, could they have done better by remastered? I mean, if they had the opportunity to bring in Detective Beach, <laughs> they probably could have given us more puzzles to work with. Definitely. I agree with you, Tina. Like, there could have been so many ways that they could have given us more puzzles to work with. I mean, at by this point, do you all know, like, what game they were on? I mean, Secrets Can Kill Remastered. What, I mean, before that was what? Trail of the Twister? So... They had plenty of opportunities to like copy puzzles from previous games, re like you know, mm -hmm. like put a new art style on it and just, you know, add new stuff to it. I mean so it is kind of shocking that they didn't do that. They didn't add more puzzles. Sorry. I found an article just now saying that there are seventy five over seventy five cryptic codes in the original Secrets Can Kill. Oh. Wow. And almost two hundred hidden clues. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care about finding out about you, Jake. Like, your it's your secret codes. You can keep it. Yeah, and then for the remastered, they did add more puzzles. I mean, they did but... that. I'll give them that. Honestly, though, I will keep my final judgment to, towards the end. But really, like, I feel like I haven't said much positive things about any of these games <laughs> <laughs> until now i feel so bad but this is this is how we're starting <laughs> <laughs> well um i don't know do we have anything else you want to say about the environment the gameplay the puzzles any other thoughts um oh i want to say give Nancy a gun <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I mean, why doesn't they see Carrie? Like, of all the people sh who should be carrying, it should be her. Like, have you 
seen her like doing these missions, solving these mysteries and all of that. Like she's the most person in danger. Like, I mean, why is she still doing? Okay. She doesn't even have a pepper spray. Yeah, she would benefit so much from like having stuff, especially because she's in. She's been through as many cases as she has. Like you're right. Like a flashlight, pepper spray. A taser, like something. Yeah, because like the, this guy, Augustine had this gun on her. Like if she had a gun, she could have been like, wow, we're at this standpoint. Yeah, right. Like in the office, we're at this stand still. Oh my God. Now I'm just imagining Nancy like holding a rifle or like a shotgun or something. Like say that again, Detective <laughs> Beach, Uncle Steve. I'll give you the code to the safe. Good thing that he was dumb. Because you could say pie, 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 like, three times. He would, like, do the same code, like, three times, even though he knows that it's the wrong one. He would still do it. He's that dumb. So, good thing that he's dumb. Because Nancy could have died. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. I, I was crying laughing when I saw that you could repeat the same combination. I'm, I, was, I was so, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, why? That could have been a puzzle. You're right. They, they. You're right, though. You're right, though. Like, I now, Tina. I think. I think you made a good point, though. Like, if they were trying to portray Detective Beach as someone like you were saying that's dumb, then it would have it, it would have made perfect sense to keep to keep it the way it was. That he wasn't always thinking ahead. He was. He's not always like that. That's a good point, and um, definitely a very good observation there. That um, he did make a lot of mistakes too. He did. I mean, why even bring Nancy to begin with? Or why even like, if you're trying to cover up a murder, like why even have Nancy? Uh, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of definitely issues with that story, with the story. And I know we kind of already talked about that, but going back to like gameplay impressions for its time, you know, secrets can kill definitely was a great introduction to the Nancy drew games in terms of like gameplay. I mean, this was the first game that involved like, I mean, think about games similar to Nancy drew at the time Mist. I don't know if either of you played Mist. I have played Mist and I gave up pretty quickly. Like, this was... So in terms of gameplay, not only did we have, like, an environment to explore, but we had characters to talk to. Um, so I think in terms of gameplay, this definitely changed the game a bit for, for, for games on the market because we had a game that involved actual suspects, actual... Um, so I do have to give her interactive credit for, you know, releasing a game like this in the 90s. And also appealing to female audiences. I remember in that newspaper article, the person that wrote the article was very skeptical about even playing the game. And because they were like, you know, why should we like why what like the article was very, very like negative at first about about playing video games. And then when the woman that played the game Secrets Can Kill, like when she played it, she mentioned that she was like up all night and that she couldn't stop playing it and that she was like immersed into this school world. So I think it's really cool that her interactive at the time for this game, you know, really created like an immersive world. And Jade, like you were saying, all the clues and the puzzles. I mean, we didn't, I mean, the internet at the, back in the day, like wasn't as powerful or strong as it was. So being able to like go into a game like Secrets Can Kill at, in, 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 in the 90s, I would imagine of this to have been a very powerful experience for a lot of women um, especially because that's the audience Turner Active was, was catering to, I feel like this game probably empowered lots of women and made them feel like detectives, made them feel like Nancy Drew, being in her shoes. It's up to you as Nancy Drew. So I think from a gameplay standpoint, I mean, it definitely... I, I could see how Coded Messages definitely was... could have been a very like easy, powerful thing to do. But if you're going to go back... But since we're, called, we're also talking about the, the remaster, 
it didn't age well. (laughs) And they definitely could have, her directive, I think, should have seen that and maybe should have changed a little bit in terms of, like, character puzzles and, you know, gameplay in general. I mean, there's so many things they could have done. Jade, like you were saying, redesigning the high school. Yeah. um, Making it look a little bit different um tina like you were saying too the frustration with the with the with the the decoding and all that and all those clues there are so many ways they could have made that easier or made that more intuitive a more natural way to find the clues instead of going to every bulletin board in the school finding a random slip about advertisements for a class club or something and then seeing like a little underlined letter i I mean it makes you made a joke about re-killing jake again i mean that's how i felt too it's like did Jake have the time to do this? Like, th- seriously? <laughs> I don't have much else to add on environment gameplay, the puzzles. It definitely was for its time advertising to women. That's like a huge thing because back then games weren't really doing that. So it, women weren't like, they weren't like catering to women. So that's what I've always loved about her interactive and Nancy Drew games is that like it, it kind of helped bring women into the gaming community. My question for you, Kate, is how do you feel playing games that are more catered towards women? Like in your like, I don't know how to phrase that, but if you get where I'm going with it, like you mean like <clears throat> being a cisgendered male playing yes. games meant for women? Yeah. So my personal experience with the Nancy Drew games, I, I played these games in third grade and um, I mean, I'm, I'm 27. So um, when my, my first experience with Nancy Drew, um, I think Danger on Deception Island was already out, was coming out, but I was on message in a haunted mansion. So I was like working my way through them. But um, I will say, you know, as my exposure to these games, you know, it wasn't just me finding at the store. It was me going to a friend's house and his sister was playing it. And, you know, when I when I first, you know, watched the game, I had my skepticism at first. Cause I'm like, like, you know, I mean, being a boy, you know, you're especially in that time frame, you know, back in the early 2000s, you know, you would do things that other boys did. Like, you know, we play like, you know, more Nintendo games or more like, you know, like Super Smash Brothers or Mario or, you know, games where that you that involve more like violence, like fighting, aggression, stuff like that. And then here comes this Nancy Drew game that like hits the brakes on the aggression and the violence and really forces you to think and really forces you to solve puzzles. But with a little, like, with minor, minor, like, fun, like, whimsical stuff. Like, for example, I mean, we're, I mean, we know we're talking about Secrets Can Kill, but, like, in Message in a Haunted Mansion, dropping the chandelier to, to cause the game over. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think what made the Nancy Drew games so um, enticing as a boy playing the games growing up is that, um, and Secrets Can Kill does a really good job with this, too, by the way. Have you ever both... Like, we're growing up and you always thought to yourselves, like, oh, how cool would it be to be an adult and go to the teacher's lounge, like, growing up in school? Or, like, you know, imagine working, and like, especially where a lot of the Nancy Drew game locations take place, you know, they put you in scenarios where you get to go and do things that you wouldn't necessarily be allowed to do in real life, like, go to off-limits areas, or, like snoop through things or like you know get in trouble potentially but doing things you wouldn't normally do and i think that whole like risky stuff going on here because you're a detective because you're like 
in in terms of pursuing a truth i think that's what made the nancy drew games so exciting because there were no other games out there like nancy drew nancy drew was a whole like category of its own and that's what brought me into the games the fact that they were so different than any game like it there was no there wasn't really a lot of games at all like this for boys growing up so i mean for me going into these games it was definitely a very eye-opening experience and i i fell in love with it i fell in love with the characters i fell in love with nancy drew i just i think one of the biggest struggles with um with being a boy going into these games is that one of the thing like i mean even my little cousins are like it's even prevalent today is the idea of empathy the idea of putting yourself in someone else's shoes and if you're a boy sometimes it might be hard to put yourself into a girl's shoes and um you know and to you know be like to have that level of empathy or have that level of um imagination and i think you know it's great that the nancy drew games all that they, they, that they, they did that because like their tagline is it's up to you as nancy drew and i really love that they, that the games give the opportunity for female players to be nancy drew but also for male players to go in um you know either as kids or as adults and to jump into this world where, you know, like this isn't Tomb Raider. This isn't like Laura Croft or something where it's like this overly sexualized scenario here. This is like this is a real detective game where you're playing as a female character and you're trying to solve the mystery. And you really feel like you're this character in this living, breathing world. And being a kid, like it really teaches you about like the imagination side of it, the empathy side of it, being able to put yourself into a girl's shoes. And I think it really, you know. Um, was a very impactful experience for me growing up and um, not only that but like it got me into programming it got me into computer science it got me into it got me into so many things i remember reading an article online that went more women out there today are going into like harder fields like being doctors being um engineering compared to men like the, the number of women is it's like going into these fields is higher and less men are going into these fields so, um, you know, I think it's also great that, you know, like, it's great to see that, you know, I mean, the, one of the things in Nancy Drew games, I think, also teach people in general, and this is just all audiences, um, these games really do force you to read. They force you to, um, I know that sounds really stupid, but, like, all my friends growing up never read cutscenes. None of my friends ever liked to read anything. When I started playing Nancy Drew and I started having to like read stuff, I would go and read everything. I would go back into my games and read things. And my friends would make fun of me that I was reading and not skipping cutscenes or something. And if there's one thing I love about the Nancy Drew games, it's that it's it, it's um, yeah, they were catered, catered towards women. But I love that it really teaches you a lot of things and not just like, you know, putting yourself into a woman's shoes, but also like empathy or also like just puzzle solving and conversation and social stuff and like just so many things like i think there were just so many benefits to these games that um people don't see from the front of it i mean does that answer the question jade <laughs> yeah that was a great answer i'm so glad you understood where i was getting at because i really was curious because <laughs> being in this community i've mostly only come across women so like I was so curious how, like, your experience the, with the Nancy Drew struggle, too, was trying to tell my parents as a third grade kid that I wanted to play the Nancy Drew games. And they were like, isn't that a game for girls? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was definitely a struggle for me. Hi, it's Tina again from editing. Sorry again for interrupting. 
Uh, upon editing, I decided to delete my whole segment and to re-record here in post-editing. And the reason why I'm doing this is because listening to myself was unbearable. I had a big allergy reaction. My nose were clogged. Um, also, I had trouble breathing and my, my voice was very nasally. Which is why I am doing this because I spoke for a long time and I'm not about to let you guys sit through this. I will be repeating as closely as possible as what I said during the actual time of the recording. So don't worry, you're not missing much. What I basically said is that although toxic masculinity is still prevalent in today's society, it is not as weird to see men playing Nancy Drew games as it was 15 years ago. As Nancy Drew is getting into the mainstream, even though it's very niche, it is still niche, but it is getting more and more recognition. More and more men are playing these games. And all the big YouTubers, like most of them are male. Uh, on top of my head, I could recall Argofomp, Hugh Miller from Nancy Drew walkthroughs. There is also Vote for Holt. Um, and Nancy Drew Times also is a man, from what I know. I could be wrong, from what I know. There are also female YouTubers like Wizard Kitten or Boozy Broads or the Chromeister Sisters. Um, although they are more Twitch streamers, but yeah, if you f look at the numbers, the biggest Nancy Drew YouTuber is a dude. Not to shame any of the male YouTubers, I just find it fascinating that the biggest YouTubers in the Nancy Drew community are male, even though most of the players are female. But it really worked though in normalizing male gamers in the Nancy Drew community, in my opinion. I also said that I agree that the Nancy Drew games really inspired a lot of women about their career choices, especially in the STEM field. And I am proud to say that I am one of them. So I always recommend more people, men, women, non-binary people to try out the Nancy Drew games. And even if it doesn't affect their career choices, it, all, it will help you out with developing your brain, uh, your social skills, um, your thinking skills, your puzzle solving skills. And also Nancy Drew herself is a big inspiration. And I think that the more people she rubs on, the better. And even if her interactive doesn't make games anymore, she still um, impacted me in a positive way. She still inspired me. She still holds a special place in my heart. And there is no replacing that. But yes, this is basically what I said during the recording except I sounded nosy so you're welcome but yeah back to the show wow Tina that's 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 amazing and um I'm really happy to hear that these games impacted you that way um 
And Jade, you too. I mean, as well. Um, that's 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 amazing. I mean, and that was her directive's goal all along. Yeah. So it's happy. It's great. It's really cool to hear that those games impacted you in that in those kinds of ways, and that it really made you feel like you could do anything. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially dating back to the '90s, like like in terms of the technology at the time, and just yeah. I mean, the stereotypes and everything. It's definitely really amazing that that her interactive um really made that their mission yes now let's go back to tragic secrets gq <laughs> <laughs> yes um before we do that i just have one quick thing to say um i there was someone that i stream with and it's a guy and he never he's never heard of nancy drew before other than like playing with me uh or watching my streams and um i asked him to do a collaboration with me to stream Nancy Drew the Deadly Device and he like dismissed it. He was like he was just like thinking it would be easy. He was thinking it would just be, <laughs> you know. And when I showed him into the collaboration with him, you know, he was struggling with the puzzles. He was struggling with a lot of it. And when he finished the stream, and you can actually watch uh the on YouTube, um he even said it himself. He underestimated the difficulty of the puzzles, the just overall everything. And that, you know, going into it, he was expecting it to be, you know, like easy and like, you know, and he, he admitted that he was very, he was, he was very much underestimating the difficulty and the amount of um, reading and just like the amount of like what it takes to really hone in and beat a Nancy Drew game. And he wants to play more of them. So that's the thing, like, the Nancy Drew games, they have this magic to them that's so alluring, and I can't really put it into words, but maybe it's just love. Maybe it's just, I mean, the way Megan Geyser, back in the day, that the way she described her Nancy Drew games, like, because she was the, what, the OG CEO? Like, there's just, there's no other games like these Nancy Drew games, and, like, there's just something about them that turns your head and just brings you into their world, and... I'm just so happy that, you know, like being able to play these games again and being able to like, you know, increase awareness for these games for other men out there and and, and just in people for people in general. I mean, I mean, Nancy, people, more people are playing these games, so it's great just for that awareness. And um, that's all I wanted to say that it was just it's really cool to see like that being able to show other guys like just how <laughs> like, no, this is this is a really fun series of games and they are difficult, you know, in their own way. and it's fun to see new fans come in like that and like especially if they're guys too and being able to show them like these are serious fun games that are difficult amazing i love seeing people being introduced to the games like i play for the first time like and yeah. i will agree that there's something magic about the sc drew games they collectively make everybody feel dumb <laughs> <laughs> that is so true um... <laughs> I not like in the same experience, but um, a couple of weeks ago before um the school year started, I uh I babysitted my um my younger cousin. She's nine for a week, and I actually introduced her to the Nancy Drew games. And she's still on the younger side, where like she doesn't understand everything. So like I, I'd help her with the with the puzzles and things like that. But um, just kind of like that, going off of that idea of like introducing more people, like I, it, it like feels good to like inter, like to show her like the younger generation what I grew up on 
and in, in, like showing her like these fun games where like she can go to all these fun places and she's so funny she wanted to play the scariest game that i oh, had no. <laughs> and if you guess which one i picked i'll give you a point but i gave her the option of two and i kind of want to see if you have any ideas on which two i i picked real quick before i reveal it just for fun okay um tina do you want to go or should i go <laughs> well definitely shadow wars ish like but like it's oh yeah it's difficult for like a young person but like she wanted something scary and what is scary than that, this that's, one that's a good idea but no oh, okay Oh man, scary Nancy Drew game. I mean, there are a lot of a lot. Some of them can some of them can come across as scary, like Curse of Blackmore Manor, like because of the dark passageways. But I mean, scary. oh yeah, Ethel is scary. <laughs> I described them to her, so I picked I picked which ones were scary, and I described them to her. Shadow was an op, like an option, or yeah, but she said no, so. <laughs> Curse of Blackmore was one option, but it wasn't the one she picked. Okay, wait, can I guess one more time? Ghost of yeah. Thornton Hall? No. Wow. Okay, I don't know. She picked... No. She picked <laughs> Crystal Skull. <laughs> wow. She thinks it's so scary. Because <laughs> so I, show, I showed her the trailer on Steam, and she thought it was the scariest one. She Aww. went with that one, and um, the skeleton guy freaked her out. And then when we when we went into um, uh, Renee, 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 yeah, yeah, when we went into her bedroom and we looked at the wall and the lightning went off, she jumped. You know what? <laughs> I I will say this. Yes, it is scary, especially if you're not into creepy dolls. Uh. She's, yeah. Yes. And if I saw the skeleton man in front of me, I would shit my pants. So I will. <laughs> I, I will say this. She's valid. She's valid. She's nine. She thought the cemetery was really creepy, so that's why she picked it. <laughs> you know what? But um, more power to her though for having the courage to pick us to pick a Nancy Drew game like that. I mean. Um, that's a, that's a very, there's a very, there's a lot of positives that could come from this. I mean, she has the courage to even sit with you and play that. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> we played for two days and we still didn't beat it. <laughs> hey, all those eyeballs, right? Gotta collect on a treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah, I think we have like an hour left, but. And, and you know, you post a really good point. Kids love to feel like they're adults, and I think the mm-hmm. Your Games do a great job at doing that, at portraying that as well. Yeah, it's she's nine. It's hard for her to like figure out some of the stuff in like, especially in Crystal Skull, that graveyard puzzle and the puns. I'm like, she's not gonna get puns. So I, I like, I like pretended that I was helping her, and like, you know, I was like, this is leading her into it so she'd find the answers and feel really good about herself but you anybody would love to see that interaction how excited she would get when she figured out puzzles um with my help but when i helped like walk her through the puzzles she thought she did all of it on her own she's such a big kid figuring out all these puzzles and 
it like goes back to that feeling like an adult like thing that you were talking about like that's totally how she felt like she asked to play it the next day and we played again for like another two hours like that is so cool i felt like such a big cousin introducing her to the (laughs) game (laughs) lifetime fan now yeah she'll probably the next time she comes over be like can we play that game amazing i think we're finally at our final impressions do we have anything to say about music not oh. really. How about favorite song? What were your favorite songs? I, I don't remember the, uh, no. the one that goes like. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's... It was the only there we go. song I can remember. <laughs> okay. I... Uh, I like that the Maxine's Diner had the jukebox, and I oh, like yeah. that we could listen to the Phantom of Venice music from it. So was... what you're saying is that Phantom of Venice is your favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even count. <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember the music. <laughs> I should have replayed the game. game Phantom of Venice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's not even like the actual game music. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, that's my answer. <laughs> I, I guess my favorite one is the only one I can remember. That it is that it plays the whole time while you're in high school, I guess. That's that's it. <laughs> there is nothing else. And I can't remember a single one. There's nothing outstanding about the music. <laughs> I, I feel like it's, it did its no. job. It did its job. It was setting the tone. It was kind of nerve-wracking. It was ambient. I, I have no thoughts about it. It repeated it, so... Yeah. One thing is that each location in the game had its own theme. Like, Aunt Eloise's theme only played at Aunt Eloise's house, and so on and so forth. Like, they all had their own little songs. I can't even remember Aunt Eloise's theme, like... It's like the same piano thing, like, over and over again, like... <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, um, it, it repeats. Yeah, um, but yeah, like you were saying, Tina, the music, um, Phantom of Venice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, All I right. got it. I don't think we have much to say about the music, honestly. So we can, <laughs> we can move on to the overall final impressions and our r- overall rating of this game. Rate it out of 10. After this whole like beautiful speech about how the Nancy Drew games got us into whatever and made us who we are, uh, it's still a no because (laughs) (laughs) this, uh, to be honest, this game is not even the game that made me go into the Nancy Drew franchise. Like, same. Uh, this game could have been written off and never existed. I would care less. All I'm gonna say is that Street Chris KQ original did fine, maybe during '98. It did fine, which, by the way, now that I think about it, in my opinion, it started. It's, they started getting their footing at Message and Haunted Mansion. Which we're gonna talk about. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. totally and agree with you. Message of the Haunted Mansion came out in the 2000s, the year 2000. So, what I was thinking is that maybe for Secret Skate Original and Stay Tuned for Nature, they were too stressed because they thought that the, the, the world was ending. But 
the, the, then 2000, the Y2K oh my happened. God, Y2K. Y2K happened, and they were like, Y2K. They were like, oh, we're all here. We're still fine. Okay, we we can start making good games. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm too young to remember Y2K. <laughs> so that's that's my theory. This is why they started like popping, like at Message of All Dimension, Treasure Tutorial Tower, Final Scene. They started like, let's go, let's go. We got it. We got the formula here. So yeah, so Secret Skate Original, it's like, it's the first try. They did what they did at looking from the eyes of someone in 2021, it's a no, but they did what they had to do. They, they put their foot in there, in the door. So I appreciate that. This is why I think they should have never remastered it. They should have left Secret Skate Original where it was as the first step in a series of good games, you know, amazing games. And they remastered it for what? It, they, it didn't do much. In fact, I feel like people would rather play the original one over the Secret Skate Kill remastered. I said it. I said it. Even <laughs> if they had to change this, they would change this over playing remastered. I said what I said. So this is why I say that original, I would give it a 4 out of 10. A oh. secret skate remaster can go straight to 2. <laughs> it can go in the garbage can. <laughs> give give your opinion, and then I'll give mine, and then, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, thank you. Um, so... For its time back in the 90s, I think that Secrets Can Kill Remastered did a great job as, like, the start, like Tina was saying, for for Nancy Drew. I I think that um, it empowered women. And even, like, that art, like that news article said, like, the woman that played it and she didn't think she would have fun, she completely dismissed it. She was throwing shade like crazy. Um, she was, like, mentioning that she stayed up till, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, like, just looking at all the clues on the bulletin boards. Um, more power to her, too, for having the patience <laughs> for that. Like, seriously. I also thought the original's ending was iconic. Like, Tina was saying, Nancy with a gun. So iconic. I mean, Tina, right? I mean, you even said it yourself in the beginning. Like, giving Nancy that gun and giving her the power to over Mitch Dillon in the end. Like, oh my god, right? What's it for? It's a four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the four point. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But yeah, I I do thought the that the that ending itself was very iconic. I thought the original um I really liked the animations of the characters in the original too. Like if her interactive just kept 2D animations for the characters, I wouldn't have minded. I I mean, I love the 3D animations and 3D models of the real of the, of the modern characters, but um they seemed I mean, the, I feel like the 2D characters were more attractive than the 3D characters. But um, in terms of just the original of the original standing on its own, I think it I think for its time, it did a good job. I think that um, the story, even if Mitch wasn't in the story, um, uh, he it was he was still alluded pretty heavily. Could the story could the 90s version have been better? Yeah, it could have been. But for for a game that was starting her interactive out, especially with their engine and everything, I thought it did a, an OK job. And I. Comparing this game to the modern Nancy Drew games, does it age well? No, <laughs> it does not. Um, I I would have to, I'm going to be generous here, and I'm going to give it a, maybe a five out of ten. Um, 
And the reasons why I'm taking off points is because one for the music, they could have done a bit better. And uh, with the music, they could have been done better with giving Jake a better backstory in both games. Um, some of the characters in terms of storytelling, they could have like made it more obvious um, that they were being blackmailed or something. Um, I think that the game could have used more puzzles. That was definitely a struggle. And um, in terms of like locations, kind of like what Jay was saying, they could have made locations a little bit more obvious and made things a little better. So that's definitely, those are like the main five points that I've taken off. Um, so definitely a five out of 10 for the original. For the remaster, I agree with Tina. I think that it, it was, I think that it was maybe a, for being the 80th anniversary of Nancy Drew, I mean, you know, if you're going to change the game by adding Detective Beach, like that's going to open the floodgates for a lot of peaks, for lots of criticism, because you are in a way creating a whole, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> like, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm at a loss of words right now. <laughs> like, it's just, there's so much they could have done better with that whole storyline, with that whole, like, incorporation of you know, just everything. I, I, I mean, I mean, this was, I mean, this was right after Trail of the Twister. I mean, they had so many opportunities to make to improve things and to, um, to just make things a lot better. And they kind of just, like, like you were both saying, they just improved the graphics and that was it. Um, but and like I said before, I mean, they, they could have easily have, you know done something better instead of just adding detective beach i i really really i mean we, we came you went i mean we all came up with like way better ideas that probably would have been have cost them that much in development as well so my overall score for the remaster would probably be a three um and that's generous three out of ten just because in terms of graphics they did a good job and you know going into maxine's diner hearing that Phantom of Venice music all over again, <laughs> giving me vibes of Enrico Tazza and all our fantastic Scopa card games. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, um, I give it a three out of 10 and uh, I'm definitely firm on that score. And like I said, that's, that's even being generous. I agree with Tina. They, they probably should have a happy 80th anniversary to Nancy Drew, but at the same time, Maybe Secrets Can Kill was best left in the past. I mean, I would have been more excited to see a Stay Tuned for Danger remaster. I mean, or even Message in a Haunted Mansion. Um, I, I definitely think that Secrets Can Kill should have stayed in the 90s. <laughs> Who knows if they'll do remaster the second one or the third one because uh, the 100 year anniversary for the books is in 10 years. So. That would be amazing. Oh, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I mean, give it her attractive state right now. They need the 10 years just to make it. But I just want to point out before we go in, I forgot to mention a few things. I'm glad that they got rid of the whole like looking up and down. Oh my god, yes. I forgot to mention (laughs) it. I'm not proud of myself right now, but yes, I'm glad they got rid of that. It was so useless. And also, I love the fact that we did knock out the original one for having 2D characters. Wasn't like a deal breaker or something. Because I know that a lot of people find this distracting, but I love the fact that we can get past the 2D characters on the 3D background. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are games that do that, like Paper Mario. Um, I don't know if either of you are familiar with that, but Paper Mario does a great job at that. 2D characters on a 3D background. 
another series of games that we don't really talk about. But there, anyway, there's so many games that, that that do that, and it's I feel like it's an art style of its own. Yeah, very stylized way to make a game, and I totally. I mean, I don't know about you both, but I definitely wouldn't have minded if they continued that art style. It gives me Disney vibes, like 2D Disney animation. Oh yeah. Um. That's kind of where I kind of like have perceive perceive it at least. But yeah, Tina, I that's feel a great like point. we would have been in the minority here. <laughs> Probably in the minority here. Like I feel like most people are glad to have gotten the three D characters because oh one hundred percent it's like less distracting. But if they kept the two D, I'd be like, oh, I still like it. A game is a game. A star a style is a style. Let's go for it. Let's go. 2D characters are also more expressive too. It's easier to animate them, uh, especially when it comes to like facial reactions and voice acting and stuff like that. Um, but agree, I agree with you 100%. Like, um, and I mean, we, we're all gamers at some capacity. We've all seen 2D games, 3D games. I completely agree with you though. Um, I thought the choice for the 2D characters in the 3D world definitely, um, it made the game feel more stylized. And there's definitely, I mean, sometimes, have you under, have either of you heard of the Uncanny Valley? Yes, and I've seen some cursed Uncanny Valley things. I feel like some Nancy Drew characters go into that scenario. I'm not going to say which ones, but I feel like some some, some Nancy Drew characters are a little cringy. Um, <laughs> I mean, Daryl Gray, perfect example. Oh. <laughs> Daryl Gray, oh my gosh, uh, again, rest in peace, my man. but yeah i mean i don't mind the 2d character models at all i think they were very stylized and i think they age well too especially because of the fact that um they they just they're ageless i mean it's just it's a style it's a it's a cartoony approach um it's it's very it's, it's very like you know it's it's one of the reasons why we keep watching the same like cartoon disney movies to this day i mean and they're just remastered in hd or something but like I feel like they're timeless, but I agree with you. Like the 3d models are, are, are very good. Some of the 3d models are great and they look fantastic. And I'm definitely glad that her interactive, like you were saying, Tina, like gave us the 3d option. Yeah, I think, I think we need to move on. because I feel like Jade is like, it's like stirring. She, no, she, like, she, oh. she, I think she's like <laughs> sleeping on her, on her chair right now. No, I was just letting y'all talk. <laughs> hey, let's hear it. What's your opinion? I was, I was, I had, a, I was gonna randomly interject saying, "Well, I disagree," but I actually didn't disagree. <laughs> As a joke, and I just couldn't, I, I couldn't find the right comedic timing, so I just kind of <laughs> sat here trying to figure out when to do it, and then you it just, just do it now and just. I object. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the two D characters, and I think they can rot. <laughs> no, um. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's amazing. I really wanted to do that, but I was like, nah, they're making good points. I don't want to interrupt them. Um, <laughs> um uh, I really don't have anything to add. I agree with both of your ratings. Um I probably wouldn't I I haven't played the original, so I can't rate it that high. So it'd be on the lower end for me, and I didn't really care for the remastered personally because I kept getting lost. But um and Nancy's still lot. stuck in the school. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> She's still stuck in the school in my game. I, 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 yeah, I have a habit of not finishing games too <laughs> because I can't get out, and that was one of them. But um, especially since I have ADHD, it's just it's rough. Ooh. So I probably would 
give them like twos and threes, honestly, for me personally, um, just because of one, I haven't played the original and I've only played the remastered and it's okay. Um, there's other games I prefer over it and I'm sure other people don't like the games that I like. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll be talking about all the games. Don't you worry. (laughs) Yeah. The Real Housewives of River Heights would like to give a special shout out to Sarah, our graphic designer and social media manager, and Yandima for the intro and outro. And we also want to give a special thanks to our special guest for joining us today on our first episode. If you want to shout out any social medias, anything that you do, anything crazy going on that you're promoting, feel free to do now. Yeah, um, I want to thank you both um, so much, uh, Tina and Jade. Thank you uh, for having me as part of your uh, Nancy Drew podcast. I'm honored to be here. And um, if you would ever like me, if you ever like Miss Kate Foley to come back, um, I am more than ready to take time away from kits, away from home to just to come to come on in and <laughs> kiki about the Nancy Drew universe. Always ready. But for those of you uh, that uh, would like to follow me, um, I'm also the Italian Gamer Joe on Twitch. And uh, you can find me um, on Twitch and YouTube at Italian Gamer Joe, all one word. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I'm honored to be able to kiki about the Nancy Drew community and the universe of these games. And what not a great way to do it And by starting it off with Secrets Can Kill. It's such a, like... <laughs> It's such a, it's very, very, we're very, as you can see, we all have very passionate opinions about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, thank you again. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thank you for being here with us. It's been great. It's been great conversations that we've had. Definitely. Uh, Tina, <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to promote? Yes. So uh, I would like uh, to promote my Twitch channel, which is, which is Tina Balducci. I mean, I'm Tina Balducci everywhere, but you can follow me on Twitch, which I stream games. <laughs> I mean, of course, I stream games, <laughs> but I I stream uh, random games, like not just Nancy Drew, but also other games, sometimes retro games. So if you like that sort of stuff, Follow me on there. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, Tina Balducci, where I put my vods. Uh, go on there. You can see a whole bunch of uh, of streams, uh, past the streams, which I would recommend to check out. If you love Nancy Drew and you love drinking games, I put on there our past uh, drinking game uh, big event where I streamed of Venice and I dressed up as Punchy LaRue and I, I called myself Pussy LaRue. Also, Kate Foley was on there too. So if uh, you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel and um, I'm also on Twitter, but don't follow me on Twitter because I'm not active. <laughs> Love it. All right. As for me, Jade, I have an Instagram. I am a digital artist. I also do... Um glass paintings and things like that if you want to follow me you can follow me on my facebook page and my instagram my art instagram is Haley rain art the link for that will be in the description um but feel free to follow um maybe one day i'll do twitch but as of right now 
my computer cannot do that. You can follow us on Twitter at RHO River Heights and also on Instagram, uh, Real Housewives of River Heights. You can follow us on <laughs> all of the social media. We love having you there. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah, we did it. And I didn't puke once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.